We dig deeper into the Grant Williams discussion and the business of it all gets a little messy. It goes deep and Grant's just got to find a way to ignore it. And Jason Tatum ignoring the science and I don't like it. Neither does Tom Westerholm, who joins me right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. It's the only place you're going to find five days a week Celtics content like this, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. You can watch the show on YouTube, that's a great place to go. Watch the show, watch the video, get into that comment section get into the conversations. Lots of threads starting to pop up. It's really starting to become a home for Celtics fans to discuss the game, discuss the team, and you can discuss the podcast while you're at it. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Used to play once upon a time, a long time ago, far, far away. And I also wrote a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Later on, we've got the uh, Jason Tatum. I got to get into the Jason Tatum load management comments because that's been such a topic. I obviously have been very outspoken about what Jason Tatum has been going through, the ups and the downs, and uh, his comments were, were very interesting. We'll do that a little later on. Grant Williams, the mailbag, I, I was looking at mailbag questions and tons of questions about Grant. So let's just hop into the Grant Williams conversation. And I brought Tom Westerholm along to do that. Tom underscore NBA, how underscore are you doing? I'm good. I was thinking when you were when you were doing the introduction that I, I want to be introduced sometime as uh, on this podcast as it being your team every day, and I'm here with Tom underscore NBA. It rolls off the tongue kind of nicely. It it does. It does. Yeah. And you know, yep, yep. I, I I can do that. Let me figure that out. Let me figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, it's such we'll, a roll. It's we'll like work, we'll workshop it. Yeah, it's throwing twigs into gears at this point. It's yeah. gonna be. It's like a, such a good thing rolling over the. I used to have that thing written out, and then I'm like, all right, I got it. I got the. I got the flow of this. I know what I'm trying to say. Because last year I said something a little bit different. This year I changed it up a little bit. I don't like doing the same thing for too too long. So like at right. some point I might change it up again. So you know I'll slip that slip it into the suggestion box in the lobby. On your way out, since we yeah. are a massive, people don't understand we're in a massive, like Empire State Building type, you know, skyscraper. The Lockdown Podcast Network. We're all in this pod in this skyscraper, and Tom's just on a different floor. So on Correct. your way out, past I'm not. I'm not allowed on. I'm not allowed onto your floor yet. No, I'm no, still, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. very exclusive. No, that's yeah. the black card f floor. That's that's <laughs> right. just you know for me. I just have the I just have the classic membership, not the black card. That, that's so. right. That's right. That's right. And so, and you're like, you can't, you can't look at me in the eyes in person. Like there's a whole set of rules here, but you know, I'll, uh, I'll finagle with security, put it in the suggestion box. We'll work it in one of these days. All right. All right. Okay. 
Let's uh, Grant Williams, DNP coach's decision. I I found it to be interesting. It's the first DNP in a couple of years. I talked about it in yesterday's podcast at the end, and I said, "Look, it's a message sent. It's a little bit embarrassing. It is a little bit embarrassing. You know, as as much as you know, Grant can say, or, or I mean, he hasn't said anything, but he probably would say, you know, hey, look, got to take one for the team. Sometimes we're trying to figure things out." It's up to me, you know, blah, 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 blah. I guarantee you that's what he's going to say. But somewhere inside, when you're going to sleep, you lay your head down on your pillow, and you think to yourself, damn, I just got a DNP. Yep. That sucks. That sucks. It's tough, man, especially because when when um, the guy who, who got playing time in his place didn't do anything. Like, Muscala didn't – like, I, I, I don't think he even scored. Like, he didn't make a field Did goal. Not. Um yeah, like he didn't do anything. And Missoula after the game was like, yeah, it was uh, we wanted some uh, – like he didn't have like a good yeah. reason. Yeah. We wanted like, spacing oh, on offense. Rim protection? It was yeah. like, oh, from Michael right, right. Scala. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wanted spacing on offense, so we sat a 40-plus 3% yeah. three-point shooter, and we wanted rim protection, so we got a, you know, a taller human who <laughs> is – slower and worse on defense <laughs> right right i mean it you're not wrong right like that it's a message sense i mean um like and, and, and it's i mean it's just such a tough look for grant like I, like I, I'm, I'm sure like you said i'm sure he you know saying all the right things but um you know like said it a hundred times this is a contract year you don't want to be picking up dnp cds in a, in a in a contract year especially and especially when like it, it's not like it was out of line like it's not like he's been particularly good for. I mean, what, what has it been like? Like a month and a half now. It's been a while. It's been so a while, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, you know, we'll see what he learns from it. But, um, yeah. And, and I mean, it was interesting too. I thought, you know, the the other Celtics players. He they, they always he's always such like the little brother, right? Like he's they they, mm-hmm. they he's kind of the guy that everybody else can can kind of safely take little jabs at and he'll take it in stride and think it's fun yesterday there was none of that right like it was like you know Jalen saying like you know Grant's a Grant's a good guy he's a good kid he's you know he's gonna bounce back from this like a lot of sort of solidarity from his teammates for what honestly has to be like kind of a tough situation for him so February splits 11 games three starts 11 Mm -hmm. games 33.3 percent shooting overall 32.5% 32.5% from three. And here's the weird one. 73.7% from the line. Mm-hmm. After, in January, shooting 87%. And he's generally in the mid-80% from the line. He's a good free throw shooter. Yeah. So how does all of that fall apart? Like, I can understand that you're cold. I can understand that, you know, maybe they're running you off the three-point line. Maybe you're trying to add some things and the sidesteps aren't falling. But... That doesn't normally translate to a 10 to 14% drop in your free throw percentage. So is it something physical or is it something mental? And and I posited last night that the contract has to be weighing on his mind. I'm sorry, Mm man. I don't care how mentally tough you are. It's hard to be out there playing poorly and on a team that's this deep and saying, okay, I just had a, an O for three night and I was a minus whatever. Ooh, uh, is that going to impact my money? 
and yeah. that can impact. And it, it's very easy for this to be a a kind of like cascading type of thing. And if you say, "Hey, John, shut up," there was just a bad matchup against Cleveland. Well, what happens if the Celtics in the second round face the Cleveland Cavaliers? Then do you now? Are you now just saying, well, Grant Williams cannot play in that whole series? Because that's a big problem, as your son Rafi is illustrating, literally, on our video podcast. He illustrated that picture was Grant Williams' contract going up in flames. <laughs> well, yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, it certainly wasn't a Pokemon of some kind. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you completely. Like, I, I think, like... It, like the, the the thing for Grant that that's tough is that obviously this season for the Celtics is all about a championship. This season for the Celtics is all about like we want to win right now, no matter what, like no matter, um, you know, no matter the, like the cost, we're trying to win a championship right now. And for Grant, it just simply can't be about that. Like, like on, uh, not that exclusively. Right. Like that can be, you know, his, his big goal, certainly. But like we've talked about this before. This is their livelihood. This is Grant's chance to make this like life-changing money i mean he's made he's made life-changing money so far just like you know but it like by nba standards like life-changing money coming up here like generational money mm. um and you know like that's that's gonna weigh on you that's really important and like you know like as much as yes you want the team to win and you want to be a part of you know the you want to be a part of that you want to be a big part of that the individual goal of of making as much money as you can right now that's so valid like he has to try to do that he and so yeah of course every tough game weighs on you every tough game makes you think about that because yeah it might be the difference it might be like in you know like a, a, any any cold stretch could be a i don't know 10 million dollar difference over the course yeah. of the deal like it could be a lot of money let's let's continue this because i really want to hammer that point home for people and i i, I do I, I do like to talk about this player side of things and their motivations, because for us on the outside, your motivation, my motivation is wins. I, all I want to see every podcast, every story we write is generally how how much closer is the team to winning everything and how much right, better are they at you know all of this so they can win everything. But it's professional sports. It's professional sports. And that means it's a job. So we'll talk a little bit more about that next. First, we got to talk about the Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week, which is brought to you by the all-new electric, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And I'm going to say the most electric player of the week when you look at what the Aria is and what the player of the week is supposed to be. Uh, someone who is stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful. Who would be elegantly powerful on the Celtics? Elegantly powerful. Um, elegantly powerful. I mean, like Tatum leaps to mind, right? Yeah, I'm gonna like, go with I'm gonna go with Al Horford, ah, okay. who is an elegant gentleman and the author of a fine, fine week of shooting from behind the arc. Five of eight against Philly, three of seven uh, from three against the Knicks, and six of eight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is the power of the three-pointer, and that is the elegance of a shooting stroke, which he's talked about uh, developing 
uh, a lot of that over in OKC. Did a story on Yahoo uh, where his his time over in OKC has been really part of that that evolution. He it's so funny. Earlier this season, when he turned to me in a scrum and he's like, "Hey, shoot or shoot," and I'm like, "Who? who what are you? You? You're saying shoot or shoot?" And that's that's what he is, man. He sees himself as a shooter. So uh, Al Al's hey. been. Great. Hard to argue when you look at those percentages. Like, that man is uh, – I mean, that man is getting him up, too. Uh, for, uh, like all year, um, he's been uh, – like, 65% of his shots have been three-pointers. And um, that's the most the, – the most by far of his career. Previously, it was, like, 44 or 45. It's, but he's been up in that range all season. He's just been he's, – he's been launching them and hitting them. Yeah, and, and the crossover element of – Al Horford's game is just the defense. So right. he's out there bombing right. threes and he's coming back and he's playing defense. And my favorite Al Horford ta- taunt has become the timeout when he does something, say timeout, timeout. So, so he's got everything. He's got, he's got the, the power behind his game on the defense, the elegance on offense and, you know, a little, a little extra zip when he's talking some trash. Uh, the 2023 Nissan Aria, Packs pinned to your seat power in premium intelligence. Premium intelligence. That's Al Horford. And it's all in one electric vehicle. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. We're back with more Grant Williams talk in just a second. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Would love it if you make Locked On NBA your second listen, especially on Wednesdays when I'm hosting the show with Jake Madison. It's a great look, if I do say so myself. Around the league and the big pictures, the big stories, their consequences across the league. Rotating hosts all week long. Catch me on Wednesdays. Catch it on wherever you get your podcast. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back in. And it's when it comes to Grant Williams, just to expand on your point, there's a there's a set kind of progression that a lot of these young players tend to make. They come in. And every NBA player, every young NBA player, even, you know, Paolo Banquero is that their motivation is prove that I belong. I want to prove to everybody that I belong in this league because you can prove that you belong in this league. Now you're going to start earning contracts. You have some longevity in this league. Then your next motivation is money. I got to make some money. In this league, yeah, you all want to win. Grant Williams wants to win. Of course, he wants to help his team win. He wants to win a championship because every player is competitive and they want to do what they can. And Grant is in a position where he's not Tatum, he's not Jalen Brown, so he kind of has to do what the team needs him to do. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, he does want to add elements to his game. You see the sidestep stuff. You see a little bit more of the stop and start, just a little bit more of an expanded offense that he's trying to integrate because the more he can do, the more valuable he becomes, the more money he can make. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he wants to, he can say my job in Boston is to do X, but I'm a restricted free agent and team, I don't know, Thunder, Pacers, pick a team. I don't know. They, you, oh, whoa, did you guys see Grant Williams on that Celtics game? Do that sidestep, you know, cross over, and then get to the rim? That was – I didn't know he had that. Let's keep that in mind this summer. Like, that stuff is actually something. It's not all – I'm sorry to tell you, it's not all 100% all the time in every game. 
just geared towards winning that game. Every once in a while, a guy in Grant's position has got to flex a little something just to show it. Show it to the Celtics. Show it to somebody else. Uh, and then after you get a couple of contracts, then you can be like, all right, then I can, you know, once I've got my money, then we can start focusing on winning because I've got my money now. So that's the progression. That's how this kind of works. There's almost this little element of like Grant needing to make the Celtics a little uncomfortable in this, right? Because sure. what he needs to do is he needs to be good enough that another team could offer him a contract and not be upset if the Celtics pass up on it, right? Because like, yeah. like he needs to be good enough that another team looks at him and says, I need to stick it to the Celtics a little bit. I can't mm -hmm. let them have this guy for cheap just because nobody offered him a, an, uh, a contract and restricted free agency. Like Grant kind of needs that other team to swoop in and give him and give him some money and, and like, and, and make him a big offer. That's going to make the Celtics a little uncomfortable like that. Um, you know, that that's the nature of restricted free agency. That's kind of the, um, the like contentious relationship that it sets up when the team has all the power, like, like whatever power that restricted free agent can pull back from the team, they got to try to do it because, yeah. um, you know, and, that, and that's where Grant finds himself. And that's, that's a tough spot to be in. But I mean, you know, this is, and it's not, I mean, you know, this is why too. pretty much, I, I feel like all, all these rookie contract guys who aren't going to be max players, um, it's always a little contentious that time. Right. Yeah. Cause like, yep. I mean, Marcus smart. Um, I was just gonna had, say that. Yes. Yeah. Like that was, that was a, that was, I don't know if people remember, but I mean, we were all chasing smart around Vegas that yes. one year, just cause he like, <laughs> like just try to find him. Cause we knew he was there and we knew that he probably had something to say about the Celtics. Um, and you know, like Terry Rozier, you know, the same way, like it was, it was, yep. you know, kind of contentious. Like it's what it is. That's, that's what restricted free agency does. It's a, it's a, highly useful um tool to for a team to have in its tool belt but it can it can bring up some some hard feelings i asked gordon hayward in uh, yep. in utah yes. that's one that's probably that's one of the reasons he left yeah absolutely think about if if hayward just never left utah if they had just given him a contract oh. he never breaks his ankle he never although who knows with his injury history but you know it's hard to say like he, he was he was durable he was before, very durable he was durable before that injury and it felt like that injury just started a cascade of a lot of things. But yeah, restricted free agency. And it's very easy to say, hey, you know what? Let him go get his offers. Play the game, you know? And, and you can't, if no one comes up with an offer for Grant Williams, you can't just be like, ha ha, gotcha. Now we're offering you 10 million. Sucker, what are you going to do now? You still have to go and be like, okay, can we get back to... Let's say, let's say the offer was 15 million, you know, let's say it was somewhere in that range. You can't be like, oh, well now, now no one's coming for you. So you're going to get underpaid. The Celtics can certainly say, you know, we're, we feel like the, you know, your, we feel like your performance recently has, has kind of dropped the number a little bit, but they can't, they can't go too crazy because then you, A, run the risk of pissing him off. And like now, now you've got some kind of contentious nature of something going on in that locker room. And then you also have, like, you can't piss off his agent. Right. You can't, like, this is another thing that happens. You got to play ball with the agent a little bit. You got to play ball here and say, yeah, no, we're, we're, we'll get back to that same offer from before or similar offer from before, and we'll we'll figure it out from there because that agent is other people's agents. Yep. And 
even if Grant Williams has pissed, let's just pretend, which this is not the case, let's just pretend that Grant Williams has pissed off Brad Stevens somehow. Brad still has to be like, your agent is somebody else's agent. I don't have that list in front of me. But if that if this if that agent has a free agent later on that we need, he's gonna want to deal with us. And mm-hmm. so you still have that element. So the the business side of everything that we're seeing here with Grant, his performance and the Celtics, it's complicated. It gets super, super complicated. And it's very easy to say, Grant, just go do what you're supposed to do, and you'll get your money, and you'll get plenty of money. If it's 12 million a year or 18 million a year, it shouldn't matter because you're still getting more money than anybody else to play basketball. But I say this a million times, you, there's, there's like, uh, 10 years for these guys to make their money. You got to be able to make as much money as you can in that, in that stretch because your earning potential just dries up exponentially. Yep. And, and I mean, if you're the Celtics, you know, just to your point, Grant's qualifying offer next season is over $6 million. So like you can't offer him so little that he's just like, screw it. I'm going to take the qualifying offer. And like, I'm, you know, like you, like you, you can't let it get to that point. Cause then you've kind of lost a, a, a real opportunity. So um, yeah, it's uh it's a, I mean, these, like, like we've been saying those, these restricted free agents, they're always very complex situations. So can I tell you one of the scariest sounds of the world is when you have a new dog in the house and you can't see him and suddenly he starts chewing and you just hear chewing and you're like, um, there's nothing down here for him to chew besides cords and microphones, besides cords and microphones. So that's, if anybody saw me on the, on the video going like, what, what is, that's what that was. So just a little behind the scenes is, uh, is, is Marshall going to make a little appearance here? Marshall, no, Marshall's at my feet now. Okay. He's he's good. He's good about coming. But uh, yeah, Marshall's a new dog, new part of the family here for now. Well, tell him he's a good boy. Yeah, well, you keep chewing on so, on stuff that you're not supposed to chew on. If any of this equipment goes goes down, if suddenly this whole podcast just goes to crap in the middle of it, aside <laughs> from the usual reasons of bad oh, podcasts. Correct, correct. You know, uh, we'll blame Marshall. Marshall okay. is a very good boy. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about Jason Tatum. We got to talk about Jason Tatum, uh, and his load management stuff. We'll talk about that next. First today's show brought to you by our good friends at built bar who make a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in hundred percent chocolate. They got flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, and somehow only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. They really pack the protein in there uh, with minimal, minimal uh, calories and sugar. So it's great if you're on the go, you want a snack. It's great if you're at going to the gym and you want a protein bar for the protein. Uh, it's great if you want a meal replacement, grab that and a piece of fruit, a glass of water or a coffee. You're on your way. And now you can get them in a few different places. They are popping up in the wild. Uh, I can now get them at Walmart. You walk into the pharmacy section. You got four bar boxes there. You go to Sam's Club. They got the big 13 bar box over there with some of the the hit flavors. And then, of course, you can go to Built.com. Built.com, you can stock up on everything. The Puffs, which is basically marshmallow covered in chocolate, somehow still good for you. And uh, you can get them all with the promo code LOCKDOWN15. It gets you 15% off. So pick pick a place to get them. And just go get them. And if you're going to get them online, use that promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
I will. We'll continue the grant conversation another time. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe the time off will that 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 game off will will light something under him, and this won't even be worth the discussion anymore. Maybe who knows? But continuing the discussion about Jason Tatum, because I've been saying you agreed with me, so you can't get out of this conversation, Tom. <laughs> That uh, he needs time off. He definitely needs time off. And uh, he was asked after uh, the win uh, in Cleveland about his take on load management. And it's all, it was a long answer, but basically he said, you know, it's it's okay. I understand there's sports science and for some other people, older guys managing certain injuries. Yeah, I understand it. For me, all I ever wanted to do was play basketball. I love the game. I love to play. And I try to never take these situations for granted. Talked about being a young kid growing up in St. Louis, and I love competing and all of that stuff. And that and that's all great. And that, you know, he he does make a good point, Tom. Load management started with the Spurs and Greg Popovich, but he didn't rest everybody. He rested the older guys. The younger guys could play. So it was it was sort of reserved for the older guys, and then. It just became a bigger thing, and sports science took over, and teams started saying, you know what? We are going to rest everybody now. So it's interesting, but for a lot of people who are celebrating him after the game for saying this stuff and talking about, yeah, rah, rah, I love playing, I was sitting there saying, like, you know what? No. Actually, I don't like that answer yeah. because it t- tells me you're ignoring the science. I was you- going to say that. That was going to be my take, too. Yes. Oh. Thank you. Like, like the, the answer, it's such a bizarre answer because he says with all the sports science and, and not only does he, is he ignoring the science, right? The Celtics are clearly not ignoring the science and trying to get him to take time off. And he's not doing that, which like, that's going to like, if, if you're the Celtics, like, okay, like every other team is making their guys do take load management, right? Like, like Nate Jones has had a bunch of like good threads about this on Twitter about how just like, you know, everybody thinks it's, it's the players begging for time off and that just isn't no. it. Right. That, Tatum is saying that here, right? Like he's saying like, it's, well, I, I don't want time off. So, you know, like it's okay for other people. It's like, no dude, like you too, like it has to be you too. And like, and for the Celtics to like, you know, again, in every other load management instance, like chances are the player isn't asking for that time off chances are it's the team telling them and the team is it feels like the team is kind of hinting at tatum like hey buddy do you think you could take some time off and tatum's just going eh, nah and the celtics are going ah well we tried yeah like, right. that's, what <laughs> like not like is that yeah that's that's the direction you want to go with that so i don't know i i, I i'm with you like look i have i mean tatum is a warrior like he i mean he yeah he, plays you know a lot of games every single year and like good for him and i mean look i who among us like you me chances are a lot of people listening to this have like love playing basketball right like of course you want to play as much as you can but like i don't know i'm i'm in i'm i'm in my 30s like all those all those minutes that i played in my 20s like they're gonna make it so I can't play as much in my thirties. Like I, I I can't play anywhere near as much anymore. If I had maybe taken it a little easier, <laughs> maybe I could have uh, extended my career a little bit. But as it is, my knees hurt. So yeah, That's... Tatum. Like you gotta you gotta. And I mean, I don't have the sports science, but also like you know, I'm I'm not playing as much as he is. So no, um, right. you gotta take care of yourself. And and I that answer like 
of course you respect somebody who loves hoops that much. You, you, you can't help but respect somebody who loves hoops that much. But also he's got to take care of himself. Yes. And I look, I love that he loves to play that much. Of course, of course. I love that he loves to play that much. That's that's what you want. You absolutely want somebody who is going to fight you when you say, hey, it's time to sit. But also, sit him. Yeah. Sit him. Don't go up, hey, Jason, do you mind? Oh, here's the illustration of Jason denying the, you know, from Rafi coming in and saying, this is the picture of Jason Tatum. Show, show us the picture. This is the, the picture of Jason Tatum denying. Yeah, there you go. The Celtics, the science. It's a, an amazing illustration of science denial. It is. <laughs> the Celtics need to be like, okay, Jason, you know what? You can say I'm playing, but also you're inactive. So you're not allowed on the bench now. So that's this is going to be how it goes. You are inactive. Go throw a party for your son again. And like people got on Tatum for three, like this, this was all part of the plan. Right. So I'm all for wanting to play and playing, you know, and saying like, I want to be in there. I want, I want like, yeah, you know what? When I was 25, I was going, or even younger, I was going to like, I was walking by runs in the fens, uh, over, you know, in Boston and I had boots on and I'm like, Oh damn. They, that looks like nine guys. I can get in on this run. Boots? Don't matter if I got boots on. I'm going to go play some ball. You know what I wish I didn't do right now? Go play ball in boots yep. is what I wish I didn't do. Yep. And you don't have that because you're in the middle of it. And, and everybody, fans love this warrior mentality, this gladiator mentality. We love, we revere these guys who like – play hurt and play through things and still, you know, find a way to play, you know, the, the, you know, the, the flu game, the Jordan flu game and all of this stuff. Anything. Larry bird bashes his face on the floor. comes running through the, ah, like that's, a, that's mythology. But the bottom line is if you're going to have sports science and you're going to everything, everything the Celtics do is based on numbers, analytics, science, evidence, everything that they do to a fault, to a fault. The two for one conversation, the, the, the two, for one <laughs> two for one conversation to a fault. They follow the numbers, the three pointers. They shot 50% from three yesterday uh, or against the Cavs. And after the game, Joe Mazzula said, we didn't shoot enough threes. <laughs> no, you. They, they do everything to the science, to the math, to everything. And then all of a sudden with Jason Tatum, their most important player, they're like, no, he, uh, he gets his rest other ways. Why now? Why with him? Why, why is this allowed when, because what you, cause you're afraid that when it comes time to get a new contract that he's going to be like, yeah, you know, I might go somewhere else because his, he can opt out and you're one of the, the that new TV deal. We don't know if there's going to be cap smoothing. We don't know who's going to have cap space. We don't know if him and Bradley Beal are going to find their way on the same team. We don't know blah, 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 blah. So I think there's a little bit of fear in Boston. But the fact is, he's going to sign a $500 million contract, and he can only do it with Boston. So just say, we've got the money. We've got the good team. He likes it here. Let's just take the hit on one game of him being pissed off, knowing that, Hey, maybe that's going to get us an extra two, three games in the playoffs. Yeah. 
I mean, and look, if you're like, you can't, you just, if you're trying to keep Tatum healthy, you just can't worry about those types of things. Like you just got to like, like, you know, make the right decisions and hope that it works out from there. I mean, if you want like some, you know, like you said, the contract is one reason to just be pretty confident that maybe he'll stick around. I mean, you know, other ones like, you know, like, like we talked briefly before we started podcasting, like his, his press conferences are hilarious now because he just, he sounds like often exactly like Brad Stevens. He talks exactly like this organ, like he's being shaped by this organization. And, um, and I mean, certainly he, he has the organization, uh, he, he has their, uh, he, he can get them to do things, right? He can tell them like, ah, the science doesn't really apply to me. And the Celtics are like, well, <laughs> okay, man, if you're sure. But like, he also like talks exactly like them. So like, I don't know, he's being shaped by the organization too. So like, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think it's. I think it's important that they that they get him some rest. And if he's not happy about it, he's not happy about it. But like, honestly, I mean, I don't mean to minimize the regular season because people do that too much in NBA circles. But like, you know, all those like warrior moments that people talk about the flu game, banging your head, all that stuff. It People remember that and people talk about that when it was in the playoffs, when the games yeah. were really, really important. And it was like, man, this guy was was in some distress and he battled through yeah the playoffs are the time that that's like a like the really huge deal right and it's not the regular season it, these games are regular like they're just you, yeah. you play them you, you play them you try to get your seating but it's in the playoffs that, that you really cement those types of things and i don't want to take away from the people who say hey i bought my tickets man no yo, you're tatum. right of course i want to see tatum and you're going to tell me that i don't get to see tatum because they're resting him, he's not even hurt. Yeah, but okay. Like I don't want to. I don't want to flip it around like this exactly. But if if the if the sacrifice is maybe you don't get to see Tatum this that one game where you bought the tickets, um, but you get to see a championship. You know, like yeah, okay. What would you rather have? And, and I'm not saying it's that either or. Because you don't, you're not guaranteeing anything. No. But the fact of the matter is, this is where the science has brought us, man. This is what the this is what the the pitchers don't throw 170 pitches anymore. They don't throw 130. They go they get to 100, and they don't even get to 100 in you know April, May, June. You know you, you're gonna see you, the Red Sox are gonna trot somebody out there that that's got like a two hitter going through five, and he's gonna get pulled. Because he threw 80 pitches and it's his first start or second start, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, what, what are you doing?" The science. This is where it is. This is what we can. This is where we are. And I would rather he listen to the science. If they're telling me, "Hey, Jason Tatum's at, at a little bit fatigued here. He's at a higher risk of injury." Well, if that's the case, if that's the case, and Jason's saying, "No, I'm still playing," then you know what? Deactivate him sit him in the back and Brad Stevens can go watch the game with him and explain to him everything. I, everything I'm saying is because I value Jason Tatum so highly on this team that I say they're not going to win a championship without him at his best. And if this is what gets him to his best, then so be it. But I don't want this, this like warrior mentality to be like to, to Trump, whatever, the science is telling us right for with sure. him. 
I just want these guys, if this is the plan, then stick to the plan and deal with it. And yep. you, this is why you have this depth. Start Derek White. He'll be fine. Get JB two, three games where he's the number one option. He loves that. He, he loves that. You know? So you're fine. That that stretch, in, you know, uh, the Atlanta and uh, Houston, those are games, yeah. Jalen Brown as the number one option at home in Atlanta, give him the spotlight. You're doing two guys a favor. Mm-hmm. You're doing Jalen a favor and you're sitting JT – Giving him a favor, get some rest. I mean, it makes too much sense to me, and I, I can't, I can't stop talking about it because it just drives me nuts. Because the the counter argument is always like this stupid, oh well, they're just soft. Why, why do you want these guys to be soft? Like this. <laughs> Enough. I can't, I can't take this discussion sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. but we're having it. Here we are having it. <laughs> uh huh. Out of uh, curiosity, Corrales, uh, who, uh, who, what, uh, what Red Sox pitcher would you say? Uh, uh, were you referencing? Uh, um, well, I, I, <laughs> I, I would assume uh, the only one I could say would probably be Chris Sale. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Are cool. <laughs> okay. you yeah. trying to catch me and saying I don't know any other Red Sox pitchers? No, no. I was curious. I was, I was curious if you could. If, if you could come up with one, I was just a little curious. I mean, you're a big hoops guy. You watch, see, you, you, I mean, you watch a lot of WNBA in the summer too. So it's like, you know, like you're not That's always, true. you know, yeah. That's like, right. No, makes sense. No. That, yeah. Full disclosure. It's the only one I knew, but <laughs> okay, also I know that that's a good answer. I know enough to know that that's a good answer. I mean, like, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, throwing, is, I'm, not yeah. I'm not, yeah. I don't even know if he's out there ready to throw eight pitches yet. Much right. Less eight. Right. Um, yeah. I did put on, I did put on, uh, the the Red Sox Phillies preseason game. Uh, the the spring. See, I'm such a hoops guy. I said preseason, spring training, <laughs> spring training game. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, and I, I did watch that for a few minutes, but I was so distracted with my phone and, and other stuff that I, I kind of didn't know what was going on. Uh, but I did find the uh, the pitch clock. The the you know that stuff interesting. That's some yeah. interesting things. So. All right. Since we're at the end of this podcast and nobody's listening anymore, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I look. We when I was starting when I had Red's Army, we did Ted's Army. We did a Red Sox blog back then before I was this deep into the NBA. Oh, I was all about the Red Sox. I was I was an all sports guy. Yeah. I was a Red Sox guy. I was a Bruins guy. Before I started blogging and making this my career, I would be like, "Oh, this this Celtics game sucks," and I would just flip. I would flip off a bad one to go watch a Bruins game instead. And, you know, whatever, I, I, I would catch some, and there was no WNBA. I watch a lot of WNBA, especially uh, because I like it, but also I get to watch it as a fan. Yeah, so I do, 100%. I, it's my my chance. It's, seriously, it's like a, a godsend to me. I get to watch the WNBA and just say, I'm not breaking anything down. I'm not watching it analytically. I'm just screaming for T-shirts in the crowd. And getting pissed <laughs> off that John Quill Jones asked for a trade and, you know, like all of that stuff. Like I'm, I want to, it's my, I get to be somewhat irrational. I get to be the person that I am trying to talk to. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but yeah, I used to watch baseball. I, my first love was baseball. I yeah. loved playing baseball. It was my absolute favorite. I played baseball for years before I started playing basketball on a regular basis. I loved it. I loved playing first base. It was so much fun. I played at McCoy Stadium once in Pawtucket. 
that was that was a lot of fun. I played a little bit in college, actually. I played fall ball in college and then hurt my shoulder playing fall baseball. And my coach threatened to murder me because <laughs> I suffered a shoulder injury playing another sport. So, yeah. 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 No, anyway. it's fun, man. I, I was covering uh, I was covering the Red Sox for for BDC for for a bit there. It was a, it was a really good time. They, uh, it's. It was it was my I was a big Cubs fan growing up, so Sammy Sosa was my guy. Uh, oh yeah, then, yeah, yeah, sure. And then uh, I felt like this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even be spouting a bunch of baseball takes, but uh, no, but, no, that's all right. See, this is great because we saved the banter till the end. Right. Well, got, we didn't yeah, really. We started off with plenty, but yeah, well, we started off, but we tacked on some at the end. We tacked on some at the end here. So so people got to turn this thing off like ten minutes ago, and you didn't miss anything. It's fine. Right. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. It's a Friday, you know, Friday podcast. I, w- I will probably do a post, uh, post nets one. If the, if it goes the way we think it's going to go, but you know, Hey, we're fine on Friday. We're goofing around. Yeah. You know, whatever. Casual Fridays here on the, that's uh, right. the level right below yours in the uh, locked on Celtics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm on the, I'm on the uh, upper tier levels where the, this is actually where this is an actual court behind me right right yeah yeah yeah. right i'm in a closet yeah down, yeah, down yeah, yeah. Below. yeah yeah they built they built me a replica court to do my <laughs> podcast and uh they gave you the uh guitar closet that's where Correct. all the guitars for the uh well the these are all mine i have to drag them up and down the elevator every day. <laughs> yeah. you should have just pulled one out and started playing in the middle of my baseball thing <laughs> and just ignored me blatantly yeah next time for sure next time all right all right tom thanks for, for hopping on always appreciate yeah man Appreciate you. All right. Fun times here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Decidedly not being recorded in a skyscraper of any sort. But uh, maybe someday. Maybe we can get a building someday somewhere. And uh, it'll be fun. Until then, I'll do it this way and say thank you for subscribing. Wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you enjoyed all of this. The basketball talk and the non-basketball talk. And I hope you enjoyed watching the show. Shout out to Marshall, who is now not chewing on anything. Maybe one of these days the dog will make an appearance on the show. Uh, That would have to be on the YouTube page, so subscribe there. Hop into the comment section. Join the conversation there. Share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.